Our guest for today's episode is Gyan Lakhwani. He has previously interned at Zomato, Microsoft and worked with the Prime Minister of India's office. He is currently working as a UX designer at Microsoft India. I am Mayank Khandelwal and you are listening to Whiteboard.fm. Hey Gyan, what's up? Uh, welcome to uh, Whiteboard.fm. How's it going, man? Good. Um, I just started a new job um, and finished college just last month. So, going good. That's nice, man. So, uh, for everyone, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Gyan. I am uh, at Gyanel most places on the internet. Um, I am from New Delhi and I've lived here most of my life. Uh, my fa- my formal background is in IT engineering and then I studied interaction design and recently I started working at Microsoft as a user experience designer. That's great, man. So, um, so Gyan, tell us more about um, how after IT engineering, you went on to do your master's in IDC. So I, I did engineering because um, it's sort of what you do as an Indian kid <laughs> after, after school. And um, yeah. I already had an interest in um, design uh, back when I was looking into courses for my undergraduate. But um, unfortunately, I just did not um, pay attention to the deadlines and I didn't apply for any design colleges. <laughs> And uh, then I tried again in my first year of engineering, but uh, I didn't get through anywhere. So I, even though I was interested in design um, and uh, uh, formally, it didn't, uh, formally studying it didn't seem to be working out at the time, I still, uh, I spent a lot of my, I, I started studying IT engineering and I didn't love it. Um, I found the classes a bit boring. And... Um, the way they taught it was, I think, uh, very typical of uh, Indian schools and also many colleges. They, there's a lot of focus on uh, uh, memorizing things and studying to ace the exam. And so you'd end up studying a lot of things with the sole purpose of writing it down in an exam and then forgetting it immediately afterwards. And so I had friends who were memorizing chunks of code so that they could write it down and which in my opinion was just a terrible way to be spending four years of your time. So I, and even though I didn't like it too much, I didn't find, um, I I didn't find it too hard to do. So I put the bare minimum required to keep my grades at an acceptable level. And um, I spent the rest of my time uh, learning new things, um, doing, uh, picking up things from online courses, going for hackathons, uh, going for talks and workshops. Um, and so I think I spent a lot of my time trying to teach myself design um, in those four years. And uh, uh, But even after that, I felt there were things that I didn't know and things I wanted to learn. So I applied for design courses after graduating and um, I, got through at, uh, I got through at NID and IDC for interaction design and um, 
then I I decided to go with IDC because uh, I talked to a lot of people about who who knew about both places, alumni of both colleges, and IDC seemed to have a very well respected um, interaction design program. And yeah. so and I and I felt that maybe as an engineer, um, being in the IIT Bombay campus might also be an advantage. And I thought maybe uh, there would be things I could learn from people there. And so I think I think it was a good decision. I've learned a lot at my time at IDC, and um, yeah, that's that's how that happened. That's great, man. So um, deep diving in a bit into uh, your experience at IDC. Um, two things. One, can you tell us more about uh, how you got? What was the process of getting into IDC? And also, what was your day-to-day life like at IDC? So IDC, uh, the there is an entrance exam called uh, Seed, or which is common entrance exam for design. Um, and NID similarly has a has an exam called the Design Aptitude Test or DAT. So I applied for both of those, um, and both exams I, I feel have a somewhat similar uh, pattern. Though IDC, I feel. I, I don't remember it too well because it was a while ago, but um, IDC perhaps has a little more uh, uh, science and math oriented questions, which I think NID has a little less of. So those those are uh, pretty standard um, entrance exams. I gave both. I cleared both. Um, after that, if you clear the exams, you there's a in-person interview round uh, where you show off your portfolio and you answer questions um, from a panel of faculty. and and possibly some some other people. So these questions tend to be about your experience so far, um, why you want to study design. At um, at an idea, I remember they asked me that since I'd already done some freelance work uh, and I had work on my portfolio to show, they asked me why I even wanted to be studying design. And um, my answer was along the lines of. Uh, feeling like I had managed to pick up the tools, but not necessarily the processes and how to approach uh, problems. And so that's also why I wanted to maybe get in some formal design education. Um, and I think your second question was what, what my day-to-day was like. Um, so at IDC, the master's program, there's, there's a bachelor's program as well, which is a four-year program. But the master's program is a or, uh, is a two-year program and uh, there are five different specializations. Uh, mine was uh, uh, interaction design. Uh, the first year has a lot of theory courses uh, where uh, but you learn some things in the classroom and then immediately there are projects that um, that you where you try and implement whatever you've learned. So there's a lot of uh, le- there's a lot of learning but then there's a lot of immediately doing and practicing because um, I feel design is something you need to do to learn. You can't uh, you can't really just do the theory and feel like you know something. Yeah. And um, the second year um, has fewer uh, theory courses and more uh, and and two large self-initiated projects that last the full semester. So your third and fourth semester will be larger self-initiated design projects where you're trying to do an end-to-end design or research project um, on your own. And so uh, there's uh, IIT Bombay is a residential campus, so pretty much everyone just stays in the hostel. And uh, your day to day, so there is a lot of work. Uh, 
and people tend to spend most of their time on uh, at the IDC campus and you just go back to your room to sleep and relax for a little bit. Most people work in the studio because a lot of the work was group work and you needed to be with other people in your group to be doing that work. So, but there were, um, but the people at IDC were, uh, were really great and I made a lot of close friends uh, at my in my time there. And it wasn't all work. There were a lot of celebrations for major festivals. Um, people would just hang out also at, at IDC. At um, at any point, you could walk into a studio at, say, 3 a.m. at night and find people playing music and just doing their work. So it was a pretty, um, I think I really enjoyed um, having that time and space to learn new things, as well as uh, having people around me who I could learn from. Yeah, it's about that culture. And also, from what you said, it seems like there was a really good vibe. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so... So uh, different studios uh, sort of had their own vibes and um, uh, we were right next to to the animation studio and animation in particular just has a lot of uh, work uh, because just animating takes a lot of time. So we pretty much always had uh, and the animation studio next door just playing music and drawing just constantly. So it was very cool to be able to have that environment where you can go and get stuff done and talk to people and learn from them. And um, that's perhaps one of the advantages of going to design school. More than more than what you learn there, it's the environment and the fact that you'll have two or four years to purely to learn things. And uh, I feel like people can learn a lot of the same things on their own as well. but uh, if you're doing it uh, on your own, chances are the focus is to get something done. Uh, it's either you're trying to finish a project on your own or you're trying to finish freelance work. Possibly you've gotten a job and you're trying to learn something in order to do the job. Uh, but if you're, um, if, you're at, if you're studying design at a design school, chances are you'll be able to explore things that you might otherwise not do. And so there's a lot of other things like there was a film club. Um, so we screen uh, films once every week, uh, once every week. And I watched a lot of um, world cinema that I might otherwise not have done on my own. There's a book club. So we read things and then discussed books. Um, and again, these are things I might not have uh, read on my own or I might not have discussed in as much detail with people. And so those were also learning experiences that I think were very valuable. That's great, man. I'm pretty sure like after four years of engineering, two years of that design ecosystem would have been really refreshing. Yeah. So um, I think, um, I think IDC doesn't have as much of the design school vibe uh, as some other design colleges. Most people have black hair. Uh, so uh, <laughs> There's always one or two with uh, with colored hair, but um, otherwise IDC is a bit more boring because I think partly because there's a lot of engineers who come uh, to IDC. Uh, there are a couple of architects, some people who study design, uh, some people who've done fine arts, but a lot of engineers end up at IDC. So uh, while the environment is, uh, yeah, it's still, it's still pretty great. I, I had a great time there. Yeah, that's great, man. 
So, um, also while you were studying at IDC, uh, you had done your internship at Zomato, right? No, that was actually before that. It was in my third year of uh, undergrad. So it was a design internship, but I did it um, uh, before EDC happened. Yeah. So can you tell us more about it? Like how? Did, uh, what was your internship process, and what was the project that you worked on? Uh, yeah. So I went for. Um, uh, I think I wrote this down somewhere. Uh, yeah. In 2016, uh, when I was uh, doing my undergrad, um, I went for this product thinking workshop that the Zomato design team had organized. And uh, this was in this was in Delhi, and their uh, office was in Gurgaon. So, and they also had a farmhouse uh, that Zomato just had, and they used to work out um, work out of, and was sort of their old office. So they had a they had a, a design thinking workshop that I attended, and uh, um, at the time I was an engineering student, but I put together a portfolio. And my aim for going to the workshop was uh, talking to people, and then also hopefully trying to get an internship there. So I um, the talk was pretty interesting, and then I made it a point to try and meet some of the uh, some of the Zomato team there, and I talked to them about. Um, Possibly working at Zomato, they asked me to send over my portfolio, which I did. Uh, they then invited me for an interview at their office, and um, and I think I started working there maybe a few weeks after um, during the winter. So, and my project at Zomato was um, uh, so one of Zomato's advantages has been that uh, they have uh, up to date data uh, about all their restaurants um, on the on their service and um, how they do this is a very manual labor intensive process they have uh, they have full time people whose job is to go to uh, visit every restaurant uh, that's listed on zomato and then confirm their details and check if anything has changed so say if they have a new menu the uh, data collector will click a picture of their menu um, and if they, uh, if any other details like uh, on the phone number has changed or they have a new website, they'll try and get that information as well. And if any new restaurants have opened up, then they'll also try and get those restaurants on onto on the metro. So the this used to be a very uh, manual. Um, uh, this used to be a process that was done on paper, and they eventually migrated it to an app. Uh, but the app. Uh, wasn't really designed. They just sort of handed the form to the engineering team and they duplicated the form. So it wasn't really taking advantage of uh, everything a mobile phone could, could do. So my uh, internship project was to redesign this app. It was called Zomato Collect. And um, it involved uh, talking to Zomato data collectors. I followed one of them um, as he uh, through his day-to-day -day job to try and figure out what the pain points were. Um, I then sort of mapped out uh, the journey of the data collector as well as uh, people interacting with the data collector. And uh, I then eventually redesigned um, the, the app uh, both visually and, and uh, in terms of how the uh, information was laid out in the app and how the data collector used it. And so there was a because this was a sort of a legacy app that nobody had touched in a while. Um, there was a lot of research I had to do within Zomato, I had to talk to people, I had to talk to the engineering team, I had to talk to their business people. 
And so there was a fair bit of um, just trying to figure out what their process was um, and then trying to streamline it. And I think in retrospect, uh, even though I didn't know the term at the time, it was more of a service design project uh, with a with a UI with UI UX for an app, sort of as a as a as one of the deliverables. Right. Nice. So this was your first internship project, right? Uh, actually, no. My first internship was uh, right out of school. Um, okay. And uh, at the time, I I saw myself more as a graphic designer, and uh, my college uh, had some issues, so my batch started a month or two late. And I was fresh out of school and I thought I didn't want to sit at home because all of my friends had already started college. So it's not like I had people to hang out with. Yeah. So my solution was to find an internship. Um, and I interned with this. Uh, uh, I saw this ad on Facebook for an uh, ad agency uh, that wanted a graphic that was looking for interns. Um, and when I went to talk to them uh, for the interview, uh, they were also simultaneously working on a startup. Um, and so even though the interview was for a graphic design position, I ended up uh, basically designing a website. And oh, yeah. um, the so it was, um, the, there were these two IITians and one guy who was running the uh, ad agency and they wanted to, uh, and so I ended up being their web designer without knowing too much about anything. But uh, it was a very supportive team. They showed me a lot of resources and I picked up a lot of things on the job. Uh, but, but that was probably my first, uh, that was my first internship. And that also sort of introduced me to UI UX and, uh, uh, and looking at, and not just, uh, graphic design. Definitely, man. Definitely. Like the first project uh, actually starts the learning curve. And after that, you keep compounding on what you feel is your requirement in terms of growing or what you feel is lacking in leveling up. So, uh, Gyan, um, you interned, like you said, at the startup uh, that was started by IITians and like, which was meant for a graphic designer, but then you started designing the websites, then you interned at Zomato. Then you start, uh, and then you started interning at Microsoft uh, through IDC because they came through campus placements. That's true, right? Uh, so the Microsoft internship was uh, uh, that's one thing I didn't. Uh, I I did apply in that they came to cam for campus recruitments, and I sent in my portfolio. Uh, but that was a relatively easier process because um, the placement cell handled a lot of the a lot of the back and forth. But I did, uh, I did uh, do, I did an, in, uh, there was a task that I had to do. Um, then there were, I think, two or three rounds of interviews. And then um, I, I got the internship. Um, what was the task? I don't remember. I think, uh, yeah, wait, I, actually, I do remember. Uh, so I had to design uh, an app for an employee uh, at a company to manage expenses during a trip and then submit a reimbursement form. Uh, and so this is uh, this is something in, uh, people working at larger companies have to do a fair bit. If they're ever uh, traveling for work, they need to track their track everything that they're spending on and yeah. then apply for a reimbursement later. 
so i think i designed a chatbot that would let people just sort of use natural language to say hey, i spent this amount on this and then click a photo of um, the receipt and just sort of have it automatically convert into a spreadsheet at the end of the month yeah that's yeah that's a good uh, task for your internship actually and what uh, what the kind of follow up questions that were asked during the interviews again this is i think over i think over a year and a half ago so i really don't remember okay but uh, i mean uh, these these things tend to be the same i think i've given enough interviews by now that uh, there's a pattern and uh, it's they will try and ask you about uh your process for solving the task so um what were the considerations you had in your mind uh did you do any research uh, did, what did you find out and then they might try and ask you about specific design decisions and see if you had a rationale for doing what you did um and i think when you're starting out there's a tendency to just do things and not have an explanation and uh, later on hopefully you have a reason for doing what you're doing uh but often you are just doing the same things but you you are better able to express why you are doing it because as designers sometimes there is also sort of an intuition that you develop over over time and uh, to be able to explain why you did something in in words is a very important skill and perhaps that's something that um, and that's basically what you will be asked in the interview you will be asked why you did what you did and if you have a good answer uh, and if you can defend that answer with some data hopefully or some research um, then that's ideal yeah that's true that's definitely true like um same thing for what to include in your portfolio right if you're saying you're good at something you should have a proof of work for that like you should have things to back it up otherwise you would not be taken seriously or you would not be taken to the next round if you are not if you don't have work that backs up what you're saying that you're good at uh yes and um, you should uh, my approach has always been to show everything uh, but show the best things first and every time and in design interviews you typically will not have time to talk about more than two or three projects and so uh maybe if you're if you want to um if you're trying to focus on one type of thing say you're trying to focus uh, on your on your skills as a ui designer then keep more of that in your portfolio if you want to be uh, if you're trying to apply for a ux position try and show some research that you've done and some analysis and what insights you got out of it um and but since a lot of starting positions tend to be generalist positions then maybe it's best to show end to end work so show a project where you started with research uh, drew some insights did some explorations uh, tried to sort of evaluate some of those explorations with uh, with real people then maybe did a few rounds of iteration and then ended up at a final product um and so this is sort of generally the a uh, double diamond or user or user centered uh, design process that a lot of people will follow yeah. and it's very important to follow that process and it's a little bit boring sometimes uh, it can feel like uh, it's very tempting to jump steps and just end up at a solution and that's something i've done personally as well but uh, 
the the process is there for a reason and if you are able to show that you followed the process in a, at least say two or three projects then um, having that on your portfolio is extremely valuable for sure uh, like i'm totally aligned on what you're saying like that definitely matters as well like if you are um, as a beginner at least you should go towards the more generalist approach and the only way you can prove that you are good as a generalist is if you can show as many like if you can show your breadth like how well you cover your breadth in terms of work moving forward to your work at microsoft can you tell us more what your work at microsoft was like so at microsoft i was part of something called the foundry program um, so design internships at microsoft happen both as uh, larger six month internships or colleges that have one full semester dedicated for internships and as two month uh, internships for colleges that have a smaller internship period and so the foundry program was a, a sort of a slightly different experience than um, the larger six month internships and you uh, there there were teams of uh, 3 to 4 engineering interns and uh, one design intern that worked together on a on a project and um, this sort of uh, and you had uh, mentors from microsoft there was one design mentor one uh, engineering mentor and one product uh, product management uh, uh, mentor and and this sort of mirrors how teams at microsoft uh, and most large Uh, most other large tech companies work there will be design development and product management and so um, our team worked uh, i can't talk too much about it uh, as it's this work done under an nda but my uh, but my task was to uh, again a conduct uh, user research for um, uh, and since this was a, a microsoft most of what microsoft does these days is focused on the workspace so uh, they wanted to look at how they wanted me to look at how people um, in the workspace manage their tasks um, and so i conducted user research and i talked to i think uh, 12 or 13 different uh, professionals to uh, check how they manage their tasks what what does their day look like when do they plan their day how do they do it some people use um, a to do app some people might use their emails some people prefer pen and paper so i did a lot of uh, work around that and then the second part of the project was to identify ways uh, where i could use microsoft technologies to make that process simpler uh, with the rationale that a lot of people waste time trying to figure out what to do and if you could uh, sort of guide them through that maybe um, help them allocate time to do certain things or uh, um or maybe suggest related tasks or do that sort of stuff um and it was it was quite an open ended project they didn't give me an app to work on they didn't give me uh they didn't tell me what technology to use but they told me to look at uh, what existed at microsoft and if i could do something with it so um and i worked with the engineering team to um to uh sort of understand where microsoft's uh, natural language processing and ai capabilities were right and uh, and since i myself had enough of an engineering background to be able to figure out some of it and see understand how an api works um, what uh, how accurate or reliable the the 
the artificial intelligence results were and how how there sometimes there are confidence intervals so if you have a higher confidence in a result you might try and show it uh, show it differently than um, from a lower confidence result and um, i mean so what i ended up building was uh, this sort of uh, hack on top of uh, microsoft todo which is uh, which is a todo app by microsoft and when you put in a task into todo um, it would uh, it would parse it and understand what you wanted to do and suggest uh, one click actions for you to be able to do it and it worked uh, surprisingly well uh, because i had a great team and we were able to work together so we had a working demo where say if i if i put in um, talk to mayank about uh, about uh, uh, interview uh, it would and if you were a contact in my contact list i i could just get a uh, get a button right there to start a conversation with you oh nice so and there were some other things that we built as well so um, i identified a couple of common uh, workflows and then we built these sort of smart actions around each of these workflows that's awesome man like what i really like about uh, your experience that you mentioned right now is also it's very similar to what uh, microsoft vancouver also does with their program called microsoft garage yeah i think yeah, i i heard uh, was um, interview uh, and so that's yeah that's definitely a similar uh, sort of experience and uh, the garage is actually the organization inside microsoft that uh, sponsors the foundry program oh, okay. and um, there are teams around microsoft that will uh, sort of sponsor a problem statement so you will be working with that team but um, the physical space that you have is a little bit different and um, how internships typically work otherwise is that uh, you are embedded inside of a design team so you would be working with uh, only with other designers and maybe at the end of the internship you are you might have to do some hand off with the uh, developers right. but um, in comparison the foundry program is more like a hackathon two months long hackathon where you have something working at the end of the uh, of your time there so it's quite cool i think uh, it was a very fun way to do um, do a design project because as a designer sometimes i'm unable to realize my ideas um fully because i will say build a clickable prototype or a concept and then it will just go nowhere so it was it was quite um, it was very uh, it was great to be able to have something working at the end of the period and because we had this working we could also test it with people and get their opinions and so that was that, that was quite good yeah was it uh, were you able to select by choice that you want to be a part of the foundry uh, program or uh, was it a chance by chance that that program was being present at that time i think uh, found the foundry program is something microsoft has been running uh, for a while at least a few years and um, i think i i didn't apply specifically for the foundry program they just sort of assign you on the basis of uh, the interview and where they oh. feel you might uh, you might be a good fit but i think uh, sometimes it just boils down to chances got it got it also gyan um, one thing which i really liked about when i was researching about you and going through uh, your work is that you were a part of uh, designing an app for the prime minister's office so can you tell us more about how did that happen and what was the process like 
yeah so uh, that was uh, a while ago uh, in 2015 um, some of my friends and i participated in a in an open competition to design and build an app for the indian prime minister's office um, there's this um, organization called mygov which is uh, the indian government's citizen citizen participation um, wing they they do a lot of online stuff they do competitions sometimes uh, sometimes there is uh, competitions to design logos for government uh, agencies um and in this case they were uh, they partnered with google to run a competition where they wanted an app uh, for the prime minister's office um and the first stage of this competition was just opening up opening up uh, opening this up to the general public and asking for ideas uh for what the public wanted to see in such an app so say people wanted to be able to send letters to the prime minister they wanted to be able to have complaints redressed they wanted to be able to see what the prime minister is up to on his day to day um just see what different uh, schemes the government has come out with so um they uh collected a lot i think they had some 10000 odd uh, uh suggestions come in from people and they selected some of these and created a requirements doc and uh, the second stage of this was uh, and i didn't participate in this and i didn't know about uh, this until later but a later stage of the competition was um, uh, once they already had sort of these uh, features that they wanted to build they opened it up as a competition for um, and anyone could uh, uh, download the this document and then uh submit wireframes for how they would build it out as a as a working application and so um this is this is a bit of a funny story but uh, uh someone one of my friends from school um 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 reached out and he asked if I, if i wanted to go to the taj for a free lunch that google okay. was posting and i was like yeah sure i have an exam tomorrow but who cares about exams let's go eat a free meal Yeah. and um, this uh, this uh, apart from the free lunch there was also a talk by uh, people at google who were sort of trying to explain what the design process for an app um, is like because in 2015 i guess this still wasn't as widely known as maybe it is now um and um, so and my friends and i already had a little bit of experience with the uh, with doing things at hackathons um i i done that one internship uh, um i i done my first internship and i um, designed screens for a website so i had some idea of how this stuff was done and uh, most of the other people at the venues were just like older um, like techy engineering type people and looking around the room we just felt like we might actually have a shot at this because it felt like everyone else was clueless but we had some idea of what was going on so uh we found a couple of other people we uh, created a team um and then we sent in um, our first round of wireframes um and we got through we were um, we were selected in the top 10 um and people uh we were invited to give a presentation to a panel of uh, people from the government and people from the industry uh so we gave a more detailed talk of uh, how we wanted to approach this we had all sorts of things we had uh, uh we had 
I think I remember one slide where uh, we wrote something like we have 25 combined years of experience between us and when when it's a seven person team that's that's like three four yeah. years each but uh, and that that's hackathon experience but um, I so I I feel like there was um, there was enough between the seven of us that uh, we were able to convince them that we weren't just kids playing around and we had a real chance at being able to do this and then we went from top 10 to top 5 and then our team came out as the final winners and uh, I think one other team was students but um, everyone else was industry professionals so um, I think just the fact that we took this so seriously and showed up for these meetings with like detailed presentations and stuff like we have one person studying in the US, so we will have 24-7 availability. You can talk to us whenever if you have problems. So we just pitched really hard, and I, I think we managed to sell it to them. And so after that, um, however, even though we had our ideas about how we wanted to do things, um, the actual uh, design and development took a year and a half. So there was a lot of back and forth. Um, there were a lot of scalability, security, accessibility concerns. Uh, we had review, design reviews with the Google team. Uh, we had, uh, I think some of our team members went to um, Hyderabad to Google's uh, uh, campus there to uh, to review what we were trying to do. Uh, we had some online calls with uh, Google's design team. We had meetings with government officials. So there was just a lot of back and forth about what we were trying to do. A lot of late feature suggestions that uh, Sometimes it was just strange. Um, I think I don't want to go into how strange some of those yeah. ideas were. Uh, but um, but at the end of it, uh, and so what motivated our team honestly was the fact that um, uh, the winning team, once we developed the, this app and released it, was uh, got a all expenses paid uh, week long trip to. Google's headquarters in Mountain View. And as a bunch of nerds, that was like Disneyland. <laughs> and uh, and so we did that. Yeah, it took it took a really long time to design, develop, and get, get all our clearances. There was extensive security testing. Um, there was load testing. We had to make sure we were, uh, we had to at some points translate the app ourselves into other languages because we wanted to support um, two languages at launch and with more languages, um, supported later on uh, and yeah we did it and then we went to uh, california for a week that was that was fun what a massive learning curve man like from uh, starting off as a normal designer and just doing basic design work to focusing on things like security and something which does not even pertain the designer uh, at, at a lot of levels and which is which is normally taken care by a separate security team and companies doing all of that um, would have just kickstarted like another level of uh, motivation and a vision of what you want to do. So that's true with larger companies, but most of my early work experience was with startups and the way things work there is you come in and you do everything. Yeah, true. And so a lot of my early work experience involved designing the logo and branding, designing any, designing business cards, designing a website, designing an app, designing social media collaterals. So you just come in and you do everything. 
And with the PMO app, since our team did have an Android developer, a backend developer, uh, and actually three designers and two people who were just sort of generalists, um, we so it was sort of up to us to take handle a lot of these things and understand the requirements and then implement those things. Yeah. So even though I wasn't directly dealing with uh, some of these things, our our developers were. Uh, we still sort of needed to be clear on how it was impacting the app. Uh, so say with the accessibility options, we we both needed, um, uh, say with the accessibility options, I needed to design how they would uh, how they would be visible in the app. So say if there was text anywhere, we wanted people to be able to dynamically adjust the text. Um, there was a dark theme. Um, and uh, say with the language options, we wanted people to be able to access all of those options early on, but then also uh, sort of accommodate uh, for the difference in glyph sizes in different apps. So say, if uh, if you use a typical uh, Latin font for English and you use a Devanagari font for Hindi, the Devanagari font might visually look a little bit smaller. And so you might need to adjust for that uh, when you're designing for different languages. So uh, a lot of these things were places where I had to collaborate with the with the developers, and and that's going to be true every time you work with a startup. And honestly, even with larger companies like Microsoft, you need to you can do design things, but uh, you can't just say that this is not my job because uh, if you don't do it, someone else might do a worse job. And uh, I think to an extent, as the designer. I know you're just the advocate for the user. And so anytime you feel like uh, the user's experience might suffer uh, because someone else might take a shortcut or might do it the easy way or just not do it in the best possible way, you need to step in and make some noise and get it sorted even if you don't really know how. For sure, bro, for sure. Like I come, like designers are the gatekeepers like wherever they work, I feel, because uh, no one's going to make sure uh, or go the hard way to make sure that the quality and the experience is the way it should be. Like designers have to be the gatekeepers to fight for what should be done and also to refuse for something which is would be considered as a bad idea. So definitely, man, align on that. Great, man. Um, so this has been your entire journey. And uh, if I had to ask you what your top three learnings are, what would they be? My top three learnings. <laughs> that's uh, that's such a interview question. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's like a reflection. It's like a reflection on your journey. That if you had to sum it up to top three learnings, what would they be? I think um, I thought more of this as uh, um, I say what I would try and tell someone else who's trying to do this now, because there are a lot of small things that I've learned over time. And maybe it's a little bit harder to uh, club them into larger learnings. But right. uh, I feel like uh, you should, you should always, you should try and keep learning new things and doing new things. And because it's very easy to box yourself in into this little bit little box of UI design UI designer or UX designer, and then just feel like everything outside of that is not your concern. But uh, developing maybe a more holistic view of the world and how things work. So even even with a uh, with any 
product yeah, while you're responsible for uh, for maybe the look and feel of it and that's your job description um, a lot of other things are also going to impact uh, how how it's going to work at the end of the day most products are in some ways looking at a profit motive so they will try and you need to make money somehow and so understanding a little bit of how the business side works is helpful understanding how uh, your design will be implemented and how how it will be coded what restrictions um, might be faced from that side again is very useful um, and so you shouldn't box yourself in and feel like this is all i have to learn because there's always something else you could be doing and uh, you don't need to do any of this but i mean everything you learn comes comes in use somewhere and uh, engineering uh, so for a while because um, i was so frustrated with uh, uh, with how engineering was taught i just felt like i wasted four years doing that and uh, but, but it taught there were there were definitely things i learned there and um, it allowed me to do uh, more interactive um, websites and installation type projects which i might not have been able to do otherwise i have generally found it easier to work with developers um, and the handoff between design and development is a little bit smoother because we are talking the same language i understand what they need to get their job done um, and so i think um, i think you should just try and learn as much as you can and not box yourself in, into these little categories um, and even now i consider myself a generalist um i can i can do ui work i've done U, ux research um i i can do i've done illustrations sometimes i can code so some i've done uh, i don't usually do that but uh, for a few clients i've also developed websites so and it's been and it's been good to be able to have that flexibility and do different things and it also keeps things from getting too boring great man so uh last question uh which is that if you had what are some of the things that you wish you knew when you start even when you were starting off um there's there's a lot of things that will not work out especially if you try and teach yourself things um and um you can learn from your own mistakes and that's painful and a lot of times things and like i'm talking to you only about the things that worked out but i've i've had five years of things working out once in a while but i've also had bad projects which i've taken and then just like hated but finished anyway i've had clients yeah. who uh, who've not paid up and um, i've had i've i mean as as an engineering undergrad i wanted to study design and then that didn't work out and so i did engineering and um, so sometimes things are just not going to work out and sometimes it's going to be you can do things differently and learn from that and as cliched as it sounds it can be a learning experience other times it's just bad luck and you no matter what you what you would have done just things just would weren't going to work out so um and and um, failing frequently and failing often is uh, is going to teach you a lot and especially as a young creative uh, uh uh 
there is sort of this and this is this i'm paraphrasing from um, from someone else but i forget who uh you have sort of this taste uh, you have you have an idea of what is good and what uh, what looks good and you can recognize it but you are perhaps at a place where you are unable to create good work but but because you have that taste you can see that this is not as good as it could be yeah. and that that can be frustrating but the only way to get through that is to do a lot of work and so maybe you have 10000 bad ideas in your head but if you get all of those out maybe you'll have better ideas um and the second thing maybe is that you, even though you are going to make mistakes and you will learn from those and um uh you can also learn from other people's mistakes and uh you can read things that other people have written and um there's a lot of stuff out there on the internet uh but i'd also recommend reading books about design because uh, even though there's just a lot of content um on the internet there's medium there's youtube um and now and there's uh, there's more courses now than there were perhaps when i was trying to pick up some of these things and, and one should should take advantage of these things um but um i think the sort of compressed knowledge that you will get out of books is something that um is maybe a little bit underrated and people should do that a little bit more and i myself have uh, started to read a little a uh, little bit more uh, uh after i went to idc because uh, there's just a uh, sometimes you will read a book and then so many things will just sort of start clicking in your head and uh, that's something i would recommend people do more that's great advice man like yeah that's nuanced advice and i feel it's great so uh, thanks a lot gyan this brings us to the end of our interview it was great having you man like your story and especially since like i've gotten to know about you by following you on twitter and oh yes uh, <laughs> i went slightly viral for posting that i have a job now and yeah <laughs> this is quite surreal um i made basically the same post on linkedin and uh, two days later i have 6000 <laughs> likes and people are messaging me left right center to ask about how how did i do it and it's uh, i mean it's basically 5 years of grinding that's that's the answer definitely for it's, sure there's there's luck the fact that i was privileged enough to be in the position i am i went to a good school i had the resources to take um uh take up a discipline that maybe some parents would uh, would be a little hesitant to let their children do even though now i feel this is trendy almost this is what people want their kids to be doing i had parents who supported me i was able to do a lot of this um and some of it was just luck some of it was um, there was a lot of hard work but sometimes i got lucky as well thanks for listening to this episode and i hope you liked it to check out other episodes and clips from the interview subscribe to the whiteboard.fm youtube channel feel free to share your favorite parts of the interview and don't forget to tag us this podcast is a part of the 10k designers network you can check out other projects on 10kdesigners.com